I think you might have to kill this stream and go live again. Uh huh. Yes, I see. I see. Okay. So if I update, so if I, I copy that in there and I press OK and change nothing else in the dashboard. Oh, I already did. You did. Wonderful. Okay. Then I will check my YouTube, also called the dashboard. Oh, it's no longer working on my side. And YouTube says it has an excellent connection. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The WAN Show. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you today. There's been all kinds of great news. Some of it's bad news, but uh, that's great. Uh, Apple is going to be supplying independent repair shops with parts, but it's not as cut and dried as you might think. Linus has a back button on the right-hand side of his mouse that he forgets about all the time and accidentally <laughs> closed the dock, but that's okay. He found the forward button that he normally presses with his thumb on the left-hand side and got right back in there. Um, oh, what was that the was other? Kind of a 10 time buying. Breaking news: the RTX 3090 has been pictured. Triple slot cooler. I know Luke loves that CPU. And wait. This is GPU news for a change. Hey, Hooray. how excited are you right now, Luke? Genuinely a little bit more exciting. Fantastic. What else we got going on here today? Uh, there's the Facebooking of Oculus. Uh, oh, I believe. How I, triggered I are you? Please. Quite, uh, out of 10. Give me, a, give me an out of 10. I need to have it. I think a lot less triggered now because I don't personally own one. But if I did, it would definitely be a 10 uh, because I don't. <laughs> let's give it a let's give it a 9.9. .9. I yeah. think if I remember correctly, um, and I should have looked this up, but one of the things that was specifically said, if I remember correctly, way back, maybe I shouldn't dive into this right now. No, you're gonna have to wait. We'll talk about that later. But Fantastic. yeah, it's, it's dumb, and we'll we'll discuss it in more detail later on. Um, also, the Xbox Series X architecture deep dive was done by Hot Chips 2020, and that's going to be exciting. Oh, right. And of course, our headline topic, can it run oh. Microsoft Flight Sim 2020? That could be the new meme. This thing is absolutely melting the processors Amazing. of machines that are trying to run it. So we'll talk through <laughs> what kind of performance you can expect in Microsoft's latest I wanted to be a pilot, but I didn't quite make it. Or maybe I am a pilot, but I just like piloting more in my off time because I love to practice simulator. Yes. And that's important. Let's Definitely. go ahead and roll that intro. But on. Ooh. I might have screwed something up for what? one of our sponsors. I oh. was supposed to have a video to play and I don't have it, and I can't get it because of that thing that I oh. disable before the show. So our sponsors are Private Internet Access, Pulseway, and Kernel Care. Wow, Kernel Care's back, all right. <gasps> Good news! I still have before? that video from the last nice. time! Okay, fantastic. Hopefully they haven't changed it. So why don't we jump right into our headline topic for the day. Can it run Microsoft Flight Sim 2020? Microsoft released their new flight simulator on August 18th after how long of a hiatus was this? 10 years? When's the a last very, time? Very, very long time. 2008? Flight. flight Sim 2000. There was 2006. 20 to... Flight, wait. It was X, wasn't it? Microsoft Flight Simulator X. That came out in 2006. 2006. 
six. Holy crap. So they were, they were out of the flight sim game for nearly 15 years and no one else has come in to take over the reins here. So Microsoft is back. The developers, Asobo Studio, have integrated some really cool features into the game. Like it's freaking groundbreaking. It is so cool from a technological standpoint. They've got a one-to-one -one scale earth in the game yeah. using map yeah. data from Bing's map service. Yes, my friends, you can download <laughs> Bing maps to your computer pretty much. And you have to, because when you buy it on Steam, you just get like a launcher from Steam. I have to assume that Valve was just like, um, no. <laughs> when, my, <laughs> when Microsoft asked them if they could distribute 150 gigabytes of game data per user. I mean, that's Valve really earning their 30% cut right there, especially yeah, really when this thing's on sale. Like if Microsoft wanted to put Valve out of business, like really put the hurt on them, they could just drop Flight Sim to <laughs> it's like- It's only a dollar. Yeah, make it a, a 99 cent game. They'll be like- <laughs> <laughs> So you actually have to download the rest of the 150 gigabytes of data through the launcher. Um, there's lots of reports that the launcher is buggy and crashes a lot. Um, you know, hopefully that's maybe because it's the 737 Max launcher. Oh. <laughs> that's not really funny. Just, um, just for a quick clarification, uh, 2006 was the release of Flight Simulator X. 2014 was the release of Flight Simulator X steam edition so that doesn't really matter so yeah it's been since 2006 14 years crazy real-time weather data this is amazing can be toggled on at any time anywhere in the world like what that is so cool you can be flying around in the world effectively that is mind-blowing oh you're muted luke you're muted you're out you're done Oops. sorry there sorry, you go. sorry sorry that's really interesting because you could go to natural disasters effectively i guess i wonder how they handle that there's two hurricanes coming into oh geez what is it i'm probably gonna say the wrong thing. so like i think you, it's gulf of mexico what, or something can you fly like in a, a hurricane so could you fly to that i don't know i mean they would have i assume they would have like the wind speed at the various like stations and satellite data to show yeah. like what it's doing and stuff i mean i have no idea how sophisticated it is like it might just be like no, the feed from sure. accuweather or whatever it's like yeah it's raining right now but it might not know how heavy it is i i don't know but it's either way it's freaking cool and with how much work they've put into it now and how long of a lifetime you might expect from a flight simulator game i would not be surprised to see this have uh, like a very long lifetime on it and for them to continue to add features. There are 37,000 airports around the world that you can take off from and land at. There are 25 to 35 planes, depending on which version you purchase. And uh, Nicholas is actually posting in the dock right now. It also has AI-controlled real-time planes shut up based on real-world flights that are just like <laughs> super cool. also going to be in the sky. That's actually Shut really cool. up. That is so cool. I actually did not know about that last one. Um, it's doing this really cool 3D mapping thing so that you can actually like fly, like you can do a flyby of a city. Like, I mean, I guess if you're a good enough pilot, you could probably fly right down to the street and the buildings will actually be one-to-one -one representations of what they're supposed to look like. I don't think that's in every city right now. Don't quote me on that. Um but definitely some and the recommended specs 
Luke, hit me with them recommended specs, please, sir. Windows 10, DirectX 11, DirectX 12 is going to be added later. Wow, super, super scary. Intel i5-8400 or an AMD Ryzen 5 1500X, 16 gigs of RAM, an NVIDIA GTX 970 or Radeon RX 590, 150 gigs of disk space. And I'm getting some somewhat mixed information here, but I think that's a minimum, not a total. Yeah. Because as you potentially like fly around, you might need to like stream download some of the like extra map data and stuff. Yeah, you probably um, shouldn't be riding like right at the limit of your storage drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't use the Steam downloader as we talked about for the 150 gigabytes. So you'll be getting that through the client. Um, but they used apparently two petabytes of map data to stitch <laughs> the world together. I don't know what that's going to translate into in terms of what you need to download in order to fly around. Um, but yeah, 150 gigs. That's a, it's a minimum. But they do say that you need a 20 megabit per second connection. So presumably that's for the data streaming. Now, yeah. I was making a bunch of faces there because that doesn't actually sound that bad. That sounds pretty reasonable no. for a model, modern AAA title, except for one small problem. The game looks amazing, but in spite of the um, pretty pedestrian minimum specs, at least if you're like a hardcore gamer, in order to really turn it up, uh, you are going to put your poor, poor graphics card in particular into fan speed overdrive here because a 2080 Ti on ultra settings at just 1080p gets around 50 FPS. You want to turn that up to 4K, ladies and gentlemen? And remember, you very well might. This is flight sim. Never mind 4K. You're going to want a cockpit. Okay, so you want to yeah. turn you want to turn this up to 4K on a single display? You're gonna be looking at a oh about 350, 35 FPS. Ouch! So brutal. Uh, so this is you can head over to Guru 3D. They've got a full breakdown of what kind of frame rates you can expect across various graphics cards, all the way from an R9 Fury all the way up to an RTX 2080 Ti, and basically. At 1080p, remember this is ultra details. You don't have to run on ultra details, but with something like a sim, it sure doesn't hurt because having maximum view distance and really high quality drawing of faraway objects is really increases the immersiveness. If you want 30 FPS at 1080p, you are running a GTX 1070 or better. Holy crap. Unreal. Within the last- I, I, I would suspect that probably like like a 1060 that's a pretty solid card it, well yeah especially for 1080p gaming like most things you're gonna do that's quite a solid card that's only 25 fps at 1080, on ultra. <laughs> at 1080. we're that's talking insane. we're talking la yesterday's resolution today like 1070 that like to just to like to wrap our brains around that like i'm thinking about it in terms of like when i got into pc gaming here right like a 1070 means within the last four years, I would have need to to I would need to have bought a top tier gaming card, like an enthusiast tier, not just like hey I want to play some video games, like like an expensive graphics card. I'm going on eBay.com. Yeah, I'm going on eBay.com right now, Luke. I'm going shopping. And, and you're moving past the like. Yeah, okay, I want to play like League of Legends or Counter Strike or exactly whatever other like the the common internet competitive games, Fortnite, whatnot. 
you're moving past that, you're getting into more serious stuff, you're starting to care a lot about fidelity instead of just like, can I play the game at decent FPS? Exactly. And and as an alternate path, okay, so let's say I didn't buy a you know, $400 graphics card four years ago. Let's say I was shopping today. I am still the kind of customer who is spending $200 on a secondhand graphics card. So even if I'm a value shopper, I'm still the kind of person spending $200 on a video card. And like, think back to yourself when you were young, $200 on a graphics card. Like that's a, a lot, lot of lunch money. That's, that's not ton. trivial. Yeah. Freaking crazy. Of course, of course, you do not have to turn it up to ultra. But this is one heavy game. I'm actually, I'm stoked to try it out. Guess what we just got? Jake what? pushed for it. We got a, a motion sim chair that like moves you oh, around. No when you're, yeah, I tried it out. I'd never tried like a, a good one. Like, well, I'd tried them at like trade shows and stuff, but never like in the comfort of my own home, like just, or studio, I guess, as it were, just like trying it and actually able to sit there and enjoy myself and have fun. And like playing a Seto Corsa on it, I was like, I, I just, I realized as I was filming, like I was talking to the camera, but I just realized I had this stupid grin on my face because <laughs> it's just pure fun. Just pure fun. It's like, uh, have you ever gone horseback riding? You ever horseback uh, not ride? for a really long time, but yes. Uh, okay. Have you ever gone fast on the back of a horse? No. Like, like galloped or cantered? No, okay. not really. It's, it's involuntary. If you, as soon as you get past trotting speed, when it's basically just like your boys being mashed against the inside of your thigh in a hard leather saddle, it, once you yeah. get past that speed, it's involuntary. I guarantee you, if someone took a picture of you, you wouldn't even realize you're doing it, but you have a big dumb grin on your face because it is so <laughs> much fun. Um, it wasn't as fun as horseback riding, but it was definitely fun. Um, and I'm, I'm stoked to play around with it some more. You know, the the, the real story here is that I knew that Jake would work really hard to get his hands on one if I made him a deal where he could acquire it after the fact for super cheap. So I, I made him I made him an offer within like four days. He had found one of those companies to send us one. And so I don't even get to have it and we can't even put it in the lounge because I, I made a deal for us to not have it anymore, unfortunately. So make sure yeah. you make sure you come in and try it before uh, before Jake takes off with it, the freaking guy. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do next? We have actually so many great topics today. Like oversupply. One, one, thing I, one thing I'll bring up while we're on the two things, I guess, that I'll yeah. bring up while we're still on the Microsoft Flight Sim topic is one, uh, there was some people pointing out that because the launcher has to do this very large download yeah. after you buy the game and the download through Steam is very small because you're just downloading the launcher. Uh, technically, you are playing the game when you load the launcher to download it. So if you want to get a refund, that counts against your two hours of playing. That's pretty uh, rough. Valve seems to have responded and been like, uh, yeah, no, that's not how that should work. This will be fine. Apparently they have some way of detecting if you're actually actually actively playing the game, not just the launcher. Okay. Some people seem to have got caught up by this, but you should be able to contact them again and probably get a refund. Um, they are trying to be accommodating about it, um, and they're working with Microsoft to try to get the download speed to be a little bit faster because especially people with bad internet connections that <laughs> yeah. don't realize how big the game is. Um, it's like they're getting to a point where they're like, I'm just never going to be able to play it, so I just want my money back. And that, right. that has been a little bit of an issue. So if you had a problem with that, re-reach out, and hopefully it won't be a problem moving forward. The other thing is if you're 
kid, like we mentioned, and yeah. 200 bucks for a graphics card is, I mean, 200 bucks for a graphics card for anyone is, that's, You're I mean, in the enthusiast tier at that point. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money You're for not sure. not casual, um, yeah. But especially if you're a kid, I'm specifically talking to you. This is a dad game. Talk to your dad. Get a computer upgrade. Talk to your mom. Maybe she's into flight stuff. I don't yeah. know. But it's like, it's it a very- a learning, learning opportunity. It's, it's a very parent-friendly game. Not only will they very likely want to play it, uh, that's cool, but it also doesn't have- shooting and gore and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, you know, maybe you want to be a pilot one day. You can get a computer upgrade. And then I don't even care if you play Flight Sim. You got a computer upgrade. Fantastic. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys got to... Well, we're not talking... We don't want to convince you guys to, like, scam your parents. You should only get it if you're going to actually play it. But Flight Sim is not... I mean, not, I would play it anyways because it's is cool. It is not a game. Like, it's a game. But if you wanted to know legitimately a lot about how to fly a plane, you spend a whole bunch of time in Flight Sim, there is actually a solid chance that if you're actually good at Flight Sim 2020, that if there was an emergency and you had to, like, operate an aircraft, you could maybe do it you'd definitely be better equipped than someone who's look look am i wrong no i i don't necessarily think so like that's the thing it's designed to be really realistic so would it be ideal it's, it's super no. cool i even if you don't yeah. feel like you're you're crazy into it it's it's a pretty cool experience um i don't necessarily i'm not going to say you should necessarily buy it if you're like yeah i'm not interested at all but it is it is pretty cool Flight sims are fun. They're not like my major cup of tea, but they're definitely fun. Yeah. All right. Well, man, cool. there's so much good stuff here. I don't even know what to talk about. Do you want to do the Facebooking of Oculus? Uh, sure. Okay. So <laughs> Oculus want to. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll use a different word. Should we talk about the Facebooking of Oculus? Yes, I think so. Um, <laughs> I think it's a good thing to spread the word. Uh, Oculus will soon require all of its virtual reality headset users to sign up with a Facebook account. They've been pushing the Facebook stuff a little bit further and a little bit further for a long time. And this seems like the ultimate step over the line. Uh, Oculus says it will start removing support for separate Oculus accounts in October of 2020. So not only are they uh, not grandfathering necessarily, they are fully removing it. If you are an existing Oculus user and choose not to merge your accounts, you can continue using your Oculus account for two years, and then that's it. The mandated switch from Oculus ID to Facebook accounts will begin in January 1st, 2023, and older devices will still function in an offline capacity. So that, I mean, at least that's, they didn't, they didn't screw you over in that tiny small sector. In so that's offline cool. capacity? <laughs> like, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, gone are the days of making a private, unidentifiable username, uh, pretending to be anyone isn't allowed, which is Facebook's real name policy. That's a quote. Um, yeah. Pretending it, to it, be it, anyone isn't allowed. Yeah. It's, it's because it's attached to Facebook, you now have Facebook's rules somewhat applied to your Oculus stuff because you have to have a Facebook account and there are certain rules that go along with that. So that's automatically being carried over. So that is a bit of an issue. Uh, the new changes apparently consolidate Facebook's management of its platforms. Um, a, a new privacy policy will be administered by Facebook itself, not the separate Facebook technologies hardware subsidiary. Um, this one that's coming, this is brutal. Yeah. Uh, Facebook also locked in headset voice comms behind a Facebook account. You can't use an Oculus account for social functions anymore. Uh, <laughs> This is this is 
a little bit of a site. No console or connected gaming service has ever required its users' social network or even its wholly owned email products to function, uh, with the exception of Google Stadia, which launched with the requirement of a Google account. Yeah, this is super rough. And the device did not launch with it either, which is pretty important. Yeah. Uh, one could argue that this almost completely eliminates Oculus as an option for enterprise VR. Yeah, the only VR segment that's consist still consistently growing. VR has done very well during the pandemic. Um, yeah. In general, just VR across the board has done very, very well. Um, and satisfaction with their VR purchases, I think, has also been much stronger during the pandemic. People are stuck inside. They're going to spend more time working with the device, making sure that it, they, they get it going because they're stuck inside anyway, so they yeah. might as well. Um, so I think that has, has directly led to that. I think VR has been really, really strong as of late, which is great. Um, and this, this doesn't help it. So while it is worse, I would strong, or it is uh, not worse, uh, it is more expensive. Uh, I would strongly recommend an index because they're great yeah. and you don't need a Facebook account. Or and all your social interactions and your voice chat isn't piped with your Facebook account. Look, Vive Pro still exists. Um, I've never actually reviewed one of their products, but I've heard from happy users. Uh, Pimax also still exists. Um, there are other options out there. Yep. Uh, it's, it's time to get off the ship. Time to explore them. This is really, really unfortunate. I mean, the idea, because for a lot of people, VR is not about gaming at all. Like it's about applications like VR chat consistently. When I fire up my headset and I look at the, the steam, whatever that interface is called, where you're like standing in the big fancy living room, you know what I'm talking about, Luke. Right? Mm -hmm. What's what's that called? I can't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Either. It's irrelevant. Yeah. The point is, it shows you the top current applications for VR. It's like always VR chat, like always VR chat. And that, that that will completely change for people with forced connected. I mean, people are just gonna make fake accounts. But yeah, it's technically against Facebook's terms of service. So then you're like risking your. I was going to say your Oculus account, but that's not even what right. it is anymore. Yeah, just your, I, I don't, what are they your, going to do, right? Are they going to brick your headset? Like, I don't know. I don't think they've ever really no idea. done anything like that, but I just, oh man. And you know what? The crazy thing is you and I are all doom and gloom about this, but it's probably not going to matter. The vast majority of the people who buy one of these are probably just going to be like, just like, just like the, the T's and C's that you go through when you buy a new washing machine or whatever, a new printer. You know, you know when you buy yeah. a printer, right? Like you go through your initial setup. It's like, do you accept the end user license agreement? I don't read that. I'm not like, who cares? Like, I think most people, like most consumers would see a device like this as about as likely contain to contain a, a horrendous privacy policy as a printer. Um, and, and in fact, they might not even necessarily realize that Oculus by Facebook is like, no, really like that Facebook. Like, watch out. Yeah. It's got I, uh, a microphone on it. It's got, like, your movements. They'll know how tall you are. Isn't that great data for Facebook to have? All of a actually, sudden, they, yeah. can start, they can start advertising clothing to you I that's, just like, say, your size. They, they like, already do a lot, a lot of clothing oh, advertisement. Um, I'm having a hard time finding the exact quote that I'm, that I'm hoping to find. Um, yeah. But I did find this quote back from when Facebook bought Oculus. Um, Oculus already has big plans here, so that won't be changing, and we hope to accelerate them, wrote Zuckerberg, outlining plans to keep 
Oculus as an independent entity under the Facebook umbrella? There's probably a WAN not, show not where, so much. from that we, time yeah. where you and yeah. I were like, doubt it. Yeah. There's no I, way I, we I, didn't say doubt it. I really want to find this because I, I I feel like it was, oh, is this it? I think I just found it. This is brutal. There's a post on Road to VR. Here's where Facebook guaranteed users would never need a Facebook account to use Oculus headsets. I've been thinking this whole time that there was a quote where they said you would never need a Facebook account to use a to use a Oculus product. But it's but like I can't I can't say the quote because I don't exactly remember it and I don't have a reference. But I'm I'm hoping Road to VR will have this. Uh, I'm gonna send you this article if you want to do screen That's stuff. Brutal. Sure. Um, I'm trying to find the quote in here, though. You know what? While you're doing that, actually, why don't I jump in and do our sponsors for the show? Sure. Is that yeah. cool? Okay. Yeah. The show is brought to you today by Private Internet Access. What's in your online security? Oh, that's not it. Uh, oops, that's not it. Oh, okay, that's not it either. Uh, uh, one moment, please. Uh, but uh, 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 there we go. The show is brought to you today by Private Internet Access. What's in your online security toolkit? Adding a VPN lets you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices. Private Internet Access has reliable service with over 3,000 servers in dozens of countries, and they now feature WireGuard. They've got no bandwidth caps, configurable encryption, and an internet kill switch that keeps you in control of your connection. Try it out risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee, and once you've got a paid account, you can connect up to 10 devices at once with their clients for Windows, macOS, Android, iOS, and Linux. That's enough for, like your entire family to have your PCs and your phones all PIA'd up all the time. So check it out at lmg.gg slash PIA when. The show is also brought to you today by Pulseway. Oh no, do I have a Pulseway lower third? Oh no, I don't. Oh, that's a shame. I didn't download it before the show. So uh, rip Pulseway. Sorry, Pulseway. Uh, Colton will make it up to you. I'm not sure how, but... He'll find a way. You hear that, Colton? Pulseway Patch is an all-in-one patch management <laughs> software that allows you to secure your endpoints by managing OS and third-party patching from anywhere. It scans your IT environment for outdated software and automatically installs patches based on policies that you define. You can install patches on all systems in your IT network remotely through the Pulseway mobile app, and this helps you prevent vulnerabilities by keeping your software up to date. Secure your system, protect your data, and ensure a hassle-free experience for your users with Pulseway Patch. Click out the link in the video description to learn more. The show is also brought to you, finally, by Kernel Care. Let's see if this works. Hey, look at it go! In November this year, CentOS 6 will go end of life, which means no more bug fixes, updates, or security patches. Without continued security updates, the server is increasingly susceptible to newly discovered vulnerabilities and associated attacks. It's challenging for organizations to migrate to the newest versions of CentOS, but at the same time, they can't live without ongoing support either. Well, now you can make those problems disappear. CentOS 6 Extended Lifecycle Support, or ELS, from Cloud Linux allows you to continue working with CentOS 6 beyond the end of life. All your fixes, patches, etc. will continue to flow just like today, only from Cloud Linux repos. 
For a limited time, you can get a specially discounted bundle with Kernel Care Live Patching and Extended Lifecycle Support for CentOS 6, together with a 30% discount on CentOS 6 Extended Lifecycle Support and 15% discount on Kernel Care. Kernel Care is a live patching system that automatically applies security patches to Linux kernels and shared libraries with no reboots. It's used on over half a million servers and has been used to patch servers running for six plus years for companies like Dell, Zoom, and Liquid Web. It works with all major Linux distros and interoperates flawlessly with common vulnerability scanners, configuration management tools, and patch management solutions. Learn more about the bundle and sign up for a quote at the link below. Dun, 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 dun. You All beat right, me. I'm, did you I find made it? A little, I, no, I made a little... Uh... Both. <laughs> Thanks, I Luke. Trying, I was trying, but you were, you were already on the next one by the time I got here. I know you got my back, I bro. Tried, I tried. Uh, so yeah, I found it before I ran away. Um, not only did I find the original quote, uh, which is from six years ago yeah. on Reddit, uh, Palmer Lucky uh, <laughs> at the time was an employee, not anymore. Uh, he said, I guarantee that you won't need to log into your Facebook account every time you want to use the Oculus Rift. Um, this was on a post called The Future of VR. I didn't read it, but I'm assuming they, they complained about the fact that Facebook was buying them uh, and it got downvoted into oblivion. Now, there's been an update from Palmer Lucky because oh, yeah. he made a quote. He made that quote, right? So people yeah. called him a liar now that it is happening. And he responded by directly saying, I am already getting heat from users and media outlets who say this policy change proves I was lying when I consistently said this wouldn't happen. And this wasn't like, I'm fairly certain that Reddit quote was not the only time he said that. Because like, I probably saw that Reddit quote back in the day, but this was like ingrained in my mind. I remember this was yeah. a very important thing during the acquisition, and I'm sure it was said other places as well. Um, so he said, I was lying when I, people were saying I was lying when I uh, consistently said this wouldn't happen, or at least that it was a guarantee I wasn't in a position to make. I want to make clear that those promises were approved by Facebook in that moment and on an ongoing basis. And I really believe it would continue to be a case for a variety of reasons. Is in he hindsight, stupid? <laughs> he's going to address that. In hindsight, the downvotes from people with more real world experience than me were definitely justified. So he's, he's kind of accepting that point. Now, uh, a few examples below so people won't make up their own version of what I actually said. He said, I guarantee that you won't need to log into your Facebook account every time you want to use an Oculus Rift. That's, he said, you will fair. not need a Facebook account to use or develop for the Rift. Um, he said, nope, that would be lame. And he said, I promise. And he's putting on record that yes, he did say all those things and they were approved by Facebook at the time. So yes, they have absolutely gone back on a major, major, previous promise that people bought products based on i guarantee it and i personally think that's a major issue and could even potentially come down to a legal issue they might even just be just pricing in a class action lawsuit here Maybe. like i yeah. mean realistically if i'm facebook i'm looking at it going well i don't know whatever how many rifts did we sell okay whatever right like okay, so especially, especially when compared to the the future of where VR is like basically inevitably going to end up, where yeah. they're going to sell way more riffs, and they want to have the uh, Facebook account shoved down your throat. Yep, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where like, where I'm surprised it took this long. 
for them to make that bet because the sooner they reverse their, their course, the better off they'd be. If you think about it, less cost for yeah. fewer, fewer Oculus devices out there and uh, more, more data. So yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. Good job, Zuck. Love yeah. you, dude. Love you, so dude. That's Good guy. Good guy. Uh, speaking of disappointing, um, I'm disappointed that I haven't had a chance to tell you about our latest shirt design over on LTTstore.com yet. This may be our coolest shirt oh. yet. Have you actually seen this one yet? No, I haven't. I uh, saw I saw like the text description, but I haven't seen it. That's uh, pretty cool. Okay, yeah. hold on, but you got to look closelier. So LTTstore.com. Uh, we're calling this the Stealth Logo CPU T-shirt. Okay, it's not the best name ever, but whatever. Check it out. So it's okay. like, it's CPU pins. Okay, so you can see you got like your, uh, which hand is which? There we go. You got like your little triangle indicator there. And it's like a CPU from the bottom. So you got all your pins. It's got like a little bit of sheen to it. So it's actually like a shiny black printing on a black shirt. So it's like very stealthy. But you can see in the pictures on the store. Here, let me throw up my display capture here. Yep. You can see in the pictures on the store, there's an LTT logo in there. Is so, that the, the solid dots so and what's, the hollow dots are not the LTT logo? Yes. So what's kind of crazy about it is that in order to see the logo in person, like you can see I'm standing too close to you. In order to see the logo properly in person, you have to be about two to three meters away. There you go. Yeah, like on the pictures on the store, I don't really see it in on almost anyone except for you. There's a few people where you where you can see it a bit, but yours are, are much more clear. The farther away you go, the more you can see it. So what's really funny is this wasn't the intent, um, obviously, but uh, I was talking to Sarah about it. She designed this one. Uh, she's like, yeah, it's kind of like the social distancing shirt. If you can read the logo, <laughs> you're far enough away, right? Like if you can't see it, you're too close. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so super cool design. Um, also, like... Can we just take a moment to appreciate how good our staff looks when they like model stuff, even though these are like not professional models by any stretch of the imagination? I I love it. It's so it's so nice that everyone just like contributes because this is not something we actually require our staff to do. This is just I think all you get. Um, obviously, you're getting paid because you're like on shift, um, yeah. but you're not getting paid any extra for like being a model for LTTstore.com. Um, so all you get is I think you get the shirt that you wear or like the underwear that you wear or whatever the case may be. Like it's it's just really out of generosity and actually loving the products and wanting to use them. So it's pretty cool. Be really interesting if they didn't get to keep the underwear that they wore. Everybody kept the underwear they modeled. <laughs> uh, one extra thing that I want to jump back on with yeah. the, the Oculus topic uh, is another promise that was made. Uh, I'm going to assume <laughs> at the time it was it was approved by Facebook, but I don't I don't have direct yeah. uh, comment about that. Um, but he made a quote says we are not going to track you, flash ads at you, or do anything else invasive. Um, was this Palmer again? That was that was that was Mr. Palmer. Um, so. Well, Mr. Lucky. Facebook has already confirmed to be tracking your activity, tracking the activity of Oculus users um, to inform them of advertising that is shown to those users outside of the headset. So that's already happening. 
Yeah, okay. Well, that's nice. Why don't we talk about Apple supplying parts to independent repair shops? What do you think? This was posted by Pickles, Lord of the Jar on the forum. Um, thanks, Riley, for, uh, for popping this in here. He's had a, he has had one heck of a busy week, and it's uh, really appreciate him sort of pitching in and making sure he's, he's helping out the rest of the team. Thank you, Riley. Um, Apple announced it's expanding its independent repair provider program to include Mac computers. So it launched last year, but only included iPhone repairs. This move will see Apple provide independent repair shops with Apple-certified genuine parts, tools, and even training concerning the repair of out-of-warranty Macs. But the one and only Lewis Rossman pointed out a bunch of problems, including onerous conditions before shops can get parts and support. So these may lead repair shops to having to wait one to two weeks to get parts after a customer's repair request comes in, which if you've ever worked in the customer service industry, you might know that telling someone it'll be about one to two weeks before I even look at your job is a great way to get them to walk right out the door and go to somebody else. Uh, shops can't stock certain common parts like batteries ahead of time because heaven forbid you be able to provide good customer service to Apple's customers. You know, I've got a whole rant that I want to do that's like sort of related to this after after this. Um, okay. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that after. Um, the list of parts included in the program is also restrictive, so you can't get certain parts from Apple. So Rossman believes the program is an attempt by Apple to convince regulators it's not actually a monopoly, that everything is fine, and just move along, nothing to see here. Um, in case you want to transition into talking about Apple and Epic here. Oh man, Apple and Epic, this is great. So digital content next, uh, so a trade organization representing Washington Post, New York Times, dozens of others, ask Apple to change the 30% cut. So this is an article over on CNET. Apple filed a declaration basically saying the whole thing is Epic's fault. They could have just stayed in line. Lol. And Apple reveals emails showing Tim Sweeney asking Tim Cook for special treatment. Kind of like the 15% cut that Apple takes from Prime Video before this all went down, adding evidence to the claim that Epic had planned all of this ahead of time. To... Oh, that's not even a claim. That's like... I mean, you saw that 1984... There's no way there's an alternative. You saw yeah, that 1984 there's... spoof. Well, you also saw the like, what was it, sixty-three page legal document or something that they filed yeah. like hours afterwards. Like, yeah. this, this, it's it's it would be quite an impressive feat if this wasn't planned ahead. So I'm not a fan of everything that Epic yeah. Games and by extension Tim Sweeney, or maybe Tim Sweeney and by extension Epic Games. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm not a big fan of everything they do. This appears to be a legitimate pro-consumer move. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not it's going to guess at their motivation. It's uh, definitely Hold on, hold on. Do you want to make an apology video, Luke? Because that's well, how you make I, an not, apology video. I'm not saying it's not going to help other people or I'm not saying it or at least could help other people. Yeah. Um I know they're positioning it as that. They clearly have their own desires and goals from this situation um but it's unclear exactly what they are so on the one hand they definitely want to pay less in platform processing fees to apple and seems Google. like seems like they would really like to have their own store that seems to be quite a big focus they would really like to have 
a like Play Store equivalent that is the Epic Games Store. Um, that that seems to be something that they've they've put quite a bit of pressure and quite a bit of focus mm-hmm. on. Um, I think that's the biggest one, to be honest. Um, I I think if Apple was like, okay, but we're gonna we're gonna keep our thirty percent fee, but you can have your own independent store on iPhones, I think they would be super happy and would close everything down. No way. I don't think they'd I'm, take that. Okay, I wait. So. Do you think that's why Epic's going so much harder after Apple compared to Google? Like even just the wording, because obviously they got like they got dropped from both the App Store and the Play Store. Like to be clear, they are they are at odds with both Apple and Google right now. And yet they chose Apple's iconic 1984 commercial to parody. They call out Apple specifically in the blurb after it. I'm trying to remember exactly what they said. 1984 uh, parody. It, it feels um, like to me, it, it feels like to me that they didn't necessarily anticipate the Google response as much as they anticipated the Apple response. Um, but like they could have easily changed this wording. So in their 1984 parody, they've got here. I'll just throw a display capture up here. Epic Games has defied the App Store monopoly. In retaliation, Apple is blocking Fortnite from a billion devices. Join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984. Why not at least mention Google, right? Because yeah. and and here's here's my here's my guess based on what you just said. Then is because Google does actually allow alternate app stores. Yeah, there was some issues there though. I I don't I'm not super on top of all the details here and I want to bring up one really quick thing. Yeah. Someone in Twitch chat, Irish guy 67, uh said that according to Lewis Rossman, uh Apple will require all customer personal information, name, address, etc to be collected and passed to Apple alongside the parts order. Yep. Um his example of an issue here is if you bought a second-hand Mac on Craigslist and needed a repair, then Apple would uh, obtain all of your info, even though you're not the original buyer. Right. Interesting. Something to, uh, just add on top of that. Sorry. What are you going to say? So I just want to get back to like, what is like, what is the point of taking on Apple here? Like, obviously if they Mm -hmm. can get their, if they can get their app store, um, you know, uh, commission cut, then that would be better than nothing. But it seems like if I was, if I was Tim Sweeney, uh, and I actually haven't read the original email where he asked Tim Cook for special treatment. We also don't know anything about any conversations that might have taken place over the phone or in person about this. And we're talking, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on the line here, right? Like by the time Apple's taking 30% of Fortnite revenue on iOS, uh, there's a lot of microtransactions there, ladies and gentlemen. Wasn't Fortnite a billion dollar business for Epic in one year? I, I can't I can't remember the exact number, but let's yeah. say maybe not hundreds. Let's say tens of millions of dollars. It's worth having it's worth having dinner, basically. So we don't know what's been said. But I have to assume that at some point Epic could have gone to Apple and said, Okay, well, here's the how how many pages was the document? Three hundred something? Uh, I think sixty something. Sixty, whatever. Here's the legal document we put together. This is going to start an absolute storm uh not just with us but with every developer you work with who is tired of giving you 30 percent of the top line revenue associated with their app um you should just give us a discount and we can make this all go away if i i have to assume that that conversation never took place because if i'm tim cook why wouldn't i just take that deal 
Maybe because Tim Cook and maybe Apple and maybe Tim Cook just doesn't actually respect gaming or like think that it matters. We've definitely seen that attitude from them over the decades. Apple has not had enough respect for gaming. They treat it like like it's just like a casual thing you do on the toilet. They really do. Um, So maybe part of it is that like, sorry, what Epic Games, excuse me. Uh, Apple's also an exceedingly arrogant company. Uh, and, you know, whether it's their policies towards not helping their consumers because whatever you're going to do, take your business elsewhere, um, or whether it's their, uh, the, wow, decade-long hiatus they've been on for dealing with NVIDIA after that meltdown of uh, GeForce chips and MacBooks way 100 years ago, um, they, they have shown that they are not willing to forgive and forget. So, you know, maybe maybe that's exactly what happened. Maybe... Maybe Tim Sweeney put a gun to Tim Cook's head, and I, mean, I don't have to say Tim every time, I guess. Maybe Sweeney put a gun to Cook's head, and, uh, you know, the, the Cookster, the Cookster didn't like it. And, uh, you know, he went, he went cookie on his, on his ass, or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it went down. The point is, this just seems so unnecessary. And so it, yeah. just, it makes me question Epic's motives, especially the fact that they are so laser focused on Apple and all of this. Google takes the same 30% cut. Yeah, I, I think, um, and Google, Google specifically takes it from gaming to be clear. Um, cause that was, that was something I was, I was interested in. Cause I was like, they don't seem to have an issue with us. Uh, but yeah, it's gaming stuff specifically. Um, the Fortnite specifically was not on the Play Store originally, and find, finding news about this is like kind of difficult now because yeah, search engines solved. are like, you mean the current one, right? I'm like, no, I mean last time. So yeah. they weren't on the Play Store originally; they were in their own situation, and Google pushed them to come onto the Play Store mostly because there was like tons of issues with malware and stuff. Right. I don't remember how that exactly worked. I don't know if it was like fake. Fortnite download links or something that was happening. I'm not certain, but there was a lot of issues that users were having with it not being on the Play Store. Um, And Epic kind of fought for a while, but eventually agreed to put it on the Play Store. Now they've been kicked back off. Um, But they they have statements um, in in their like counter to Apple that specifically talks about uh, wanting to be able to have their own store. Someone in Twitch chat said like, um, you're dumb, blah, blah, blah. There would only be three games. I think they want to be like the gaming store for mobile phones. Um, right. they're, they're pushing the Epic store for desktop. Uh, it has more games on it than just games made by Epic. Or using um, Unreal I, Engine. Or, or using Unreal Engine. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's wider than that. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to do with mobile. So you and think- I think they're trying to push in legally. Okay, so here we go. It's starting to materialize. So Epic is after, what do they take, a 12% cut on Epic Game Store? Something like that, I think, yeah. it's, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15%. Can't remember. I, I want to say that 12. That often comes with exclusivity clauses, though. So here we go. Maybe this is the plan. Maybe Epic wants to be an alternative, like, gaming-centric store, and they see the 30% that Apple and Google take as uh, uh, an impossible burden to bear for game developers. Whereas if Apple and Google were willing to take just, well, 10%, 
then Epic could also take 10% or 12% and they'd still be under what people were paying before and they can position themselves as like uh, a, a pro developers, pro consumer uh, platform while taking, you know, 10% of all gaming revenue effectively on mobile. Well, is, that, is that the end game here? Yeah, uh, the one thing I would add is I'm pretty sure Steam also takes 30%. Yes, they do. Uh, so the, the platform cut has been like kind of 30% across the board, yeah. which is nuts. So um, Epic is I going, I can be a disruptor, still yes. make bucket loads and bucket loads of money on other people's work. Um, why not? Yeah. All I got to do is go to war with Apple. Yeah. Uh, Cliffy in YouTube chat um, posts, Fortnite is a billion dollar business. Why would you care about 30% cut? Because 30% of a billion dollars is $300 million. <laughs> it must be nice to be as rich as Cliffy where you don't care about $300 million. Yeah, really. Wow. Wow, Cliffy. Be, what, a, what a baller. What a freaking baller. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, that's a great... That's a great statement. Uh, for for ALSE, which I think is uh, pronounced false, false, uh, which is a great username for you, by the way, says YouTube takes forty five percent. YouTubers make millions. Um, I'm not aware. Uh, actually, I think YouTube does take forty five percent of AdSense, but I, they take less of things like super chats. As for YouTubers making millions, yes, some do, most don't. That's kind of like saying lottery ticket purchasers make millions yeah some of there's them also do. a bit more like infrastructure difficulty involved in what youtube's doing yes i have a ton of respect especially having started up a video streaming platform <laughs> i mean i have so much respect for what google does with youtube honestly i i complain it's kind of insane i actually. complain about it but youtube has changed video I was going to say online video, but I, ch I checked myself because they have changed video and it was not easy and it continues to be not easy. Uh, mad, mad, mad respect for Google and, and YouTube and what they do. And I pay my however many double digits of percentage gladly because they do so much more for me than the app store does for an app developer, quite frankly. They provide yeah, a platform I... like Apple does. They process payment like Apple does, but they also bring an audience to you, which Apple does, but also its discoverability is not great. Discoverability is also purchasable on that platform. You can yeah. buy ad space. You can purchase you can it on YouTube too, if you really want to. I mean, but oh. you can't, you can't buy, uh, sort of not, not in the same way. Like you, I don't, as far as I know, you can't have, you can't buy the search term for Linus Tech Tips. Like, like if someone typed in Linus Tech mm, Tips, I, see what you mean. I don't think Kyle could make it so that Bitwit shows up over top of yours through a promotion thing. If he could, I don't think if so. he could, that would do it. <laughs> He'd go for gold. Someone also pointed out that the Twitch cut is 50-50 and it's like, yeah, but this is, we're in the same situation. Yeah. And live like, is so hard. Live is so difficult. Yeah. So expensive. Yep. And the vast majority of the people on the platform aren't paying for it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Actually, you know what? That's the biggest thing I forgot. I'm sorry, Luke. I totally screwed up that bit about why YouTube is so amazing and why they're so good to YouTubers. Because 
yeah, I'm giving them 45% of my AdSense or whatever. That's because somebody that's like nothing. It's like it's like uh, it's like video distribution socialism effectively because somebody has to pay for that person who uploads a bunch of unlisted videos just to share with their family that nobody ever views and nobody ever sees an ad on, but that is definitely taking up bandwidth and taking up storage space on Google servers somewhere. Yeah, they're mining well, it for data, but let's not pretend that the margins on that are good enough to justify the amount of video they store. There's even stuff that, that isn't even really like that too. Like like Bill Wirtz, um, probably most of the people in the audience, the vast majority of the people in the audience have probably heard of this, even if you don't recognize the name. He did the like history of Japan and history of the world videos. Do you know what I'm talking about? I actually don't. I don't watch a lot of YouTube. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, history, history of the entire world, comma, I guess, has 97 million views. Okay. And history of Japan has 59 million views. No ads. Somebody has to subsidize that. That's me. And I'm okay like with that. That's over 150 million views. One of the videos is 20 minutes long. The other video is nine minutes long. Sure, this is like crazy cash all around the whole freaking world, but there's no ads. Yep. That has to get paid for. That's that's money, dude. Some You, you know what would be kind of interesting for next uh, WAN show? Do you want to run the numbers? Like how much that video costs to serve to 96 million people? I'm, well, I, I'm there's, curious. There's no, way, there's no way for us to know because of the amount of extensive caching that they have all around the world. Sure. Like we don't know what their infrastructure is but like. But let's so. just do it in a basic way, right? Because th that's like, okay. So like if you didn't have the yeah. super powerhouse yeah. that is. So because... if you tried to do this on your own. Yeah. So if Bill Wirtz yeah. tried to, if Bill Wirtz has BillWirtz.com. Yeah. Because that's so if like. Bill Wirtz tried to do BillWirtz.com where you can watch videos. So if he tried to deliver it through this website, what would it cost him in order to have like good availability across the globe? Yeah. Because that's, um, that's what YouTube does. It's the democratization yeah. of video distribution. Like it's, it's actually incredible. And so, yeah, Google doesn't have to pay for every byte that gets transferred over the series of tubes or whatever because they've got, you know, cash point, caching points or whatever the case may be. But, Remember, they had to build that out, and there was an engineering cost associated with developing that yeah. technology, you know, uh, 15 years ago, uh, when it was not as easy as it is to do now even. So, yeah, I, I would I would love to know. I'd be super curious about, like, what that costs. Like, how much, how many LTT videos at 45% of <laughs> the ad revenue YouTube has to serve in order to pay for all the people that watch that, right? Like... It's awesome. It's awesome. I love YouTube. I also get real mad at them sometimes, but I genuinely do love YouTube and, and what they've done as a whole. They make mistakes, 100%. Like Luke and I joke sometimes that YouTube is Floatplane's best possible PR department <laughs> because they just they just constantly like screw up. But um, you know, other than that, I, I love them dearly. Well, if for that even, I love them too. <laughs> it's like, well, well, sure, why Fair. not? Fair. Um, why don't we jump into our next topic here? Do you want to do the Xbox Series X deep dive architecture bit, or uh... sure, this is extremely verbose. Um, yeah. Wow. You know uh, what? Let's not yeah. get too deep into it. So what we do know is that the chip is 360.4 millimeters square with 
15.3 billion transistors. So this is a big fat chip, eight processing cores, and it looks like only eight of the CUs, so these are the compute units, that's how AMD divvies up their GPUs, are disabled. That's generally speaking to um, improve yields because that way if you have some of your GPUs that are sort of dead on arrival, you can still use that chip. Um, we don't know how much higher the cost is going to be, but Microsoft lists the Xbox One as dollar sign, the One S as dollar sign plus, oh, sorry, the uh, One X as dollar sign plus, and the Series X as dollar sign plus plus. The, co <laughs> the cost per wafer for TSMC's seven nanometer lithography is substantially higher than at 12 nanometer. So even though you're getting to squeeze more chips on, um, if you're also packing more transistors into each Xbox, that means that your chip size is not necessarily smaller. So the cost per chip is actually higher. Um, they provided additional details on their velocity architecture. So um, they basically said, so DRAM used to decrease by 30% per year for cost, but in the past eight and a half years, it's only been dropping at 5% per year. Flash memory, by contrast, has declined in price by 23% in each year over the same period. So they've been looking at how to use SSDs to make up for some of what DRAM used to do, which is actually kind of similar to what, uh, excuse me, Microsoft, to what Sony was talking about when Mark Cerny did that great talk about the architecture of the PS5. So basically they're able to um, leverage flash memory for improved overall performance without the need to massively increase the amount of DRAM. So effectively they're using much, much, much faster SSDs compared to hard drives to store data that they need quickly, but not quite as quickly. And Mark Cerny talked about on the very high performance SSD in the PlayStation 5 actually being able to stream data to the GPU in real time as the player is looking around a room. I don't know that that will actually work out in a, in a real actual game, like with the way a player will whip around compared to, you know, how you can control those sorts of things in a tech demo. But I, I'd be excited to see them try. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. As far as ray tracing performance goes, we really don't know. Um, Microsoft gives peak performance of 380 G per sec ray box calculations and 95 Gs per sec second of ray triangle calculations. A 2080 Ti is 11 giga rays per second, but NVIDIA doesn't give peak performance and Microsoft doesn't give typical performance, so we just don't know. Um, and we still don't have concrete details on whether the Xbox Series X will have additional hardware related to machine learning. Now, machine learning upsampling was something that I was pretty skeptical about because I had seen the marketing for years and years and years about, okay, we're going to do this new anti-aliasing technique that's going to be less expensive. And by expensive, I don't mean price. I mean, in terms of the hardware requirement. Um, so, oh man, okay, how do I explain this really, really quickly? Because I was in the middle of a different thought. When I talk about the cost of a feature, I mean, how much die space it takes up compared to how much performance you could have gotten just by putting more GPU in there. So if you build in like some kind of specialized uh, machine learning crap into your GPU, then what it better do is improve performance, like improve my FPS by 20% while only taking up 10% uh, as much as you would have spent if you had to put 20% more GPU functional units in there. Does that make sense, Luke? Was that a good enough explanation? 
of what I, I mean so. by expense. So I've seen it time and time again. Okay, here's an anti-aliasing technique. Okay, there's also the cost in terms of frame rate hit. Okay, it doesn't matter. The point is, I've seen them claim over and over again that we're going to have this feature that makes it so you don't actually have to run at as high a resolution. You're still going to get great image quality. Until, until DLSS 2.0, I didn't believe it. DLSS 2.0 looks really good. Like, really good. Like, while you're gaming, if you're not sitting there nitpicking, and even if you are sitting there nitpicking, it's shockingly convincing. Like, NVIDIA has clearly done some crazy work on AI upsampling. We saw it on the latest generation Shield when you're watching 1080p content upscaled to 4K, and we're seeing it in their graphics cards. So we don't know if the Xbox Series X is going to have any hardware related to machine learning, like the Tensor Cores that uh, NVIDIA uses. But the slides do mention machine learning acceleration. Uh, we just don't know if they're just going to run on the CU clusters or whatever else. Uh, it'll have HDMI 2.1, so you could run 120Hz 4K, assuming you're running like older titles. Um, I doubt there's going to be many games that actually run at 4K 120Hz, unless they're doing some serious machine learning upsampling up and frame interpolation or whatever. There's no way it's going to run natively at that. And it'll support um, H.264 and H.265 encoding. And, uh, oh wow, it'll even do 8K AVC, so you could you could potentially play 8K content back on the Xbox Series X. That's pretty cool. I actually don't know if PS5 does that, but I was, would assume so based on that they're running. Okay, not the same hardware, but the same hardware. It's going to be interesting. I'm actually, like, as with every console launch, I'm, re I'm really excited for these. But... Me too. Like, I love that they're getting more and more PC-like. Yeah, I was gonna say I think kind of especially this one, and because of that, um, like like we we've had there, there's architecture deep dives every time essentially, but I don't think they've been this intense, and I don't think they've been this focused on like ways that they're optimizing like in, in, with this much specificity and and like it's 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 really cool. They're oh. they're really going like quite the PC route, which with the amount of information that they're releasing. Well, the truth is, I mean, Moore's Law has hit us like a ton of bricks in the last five to 10 years. Like it really has. The hardware doesn't just get faster magically. Like Microsoft can't just sit there and expect their next game console in five years to be three times as fast if they just sit on their thumbs and do nothing. So Especially I when Intel just drops the ball. So I think that a lot of these deep dives we're getting are just like obviously there's a marketing component to it, but I think a lot of the deep dives we're getting are just really great engineers being real super proud of the work that they've done to squeeze the most performance possible awesome. out of like really crappy improvements in hardware. Because yeah, like for sure. AMD's come a long way, which is a big part of why these new Xbox and PlayStations are going to be faster than the last generation. But AMD's improvement has only brought them on par with where Intel was back when the PS4 launched and the Xbox One. Like, let's be realistic here, ladies and gentlemen. From a gaming standpoint, AMD just caught up. So yes, they're enjoying a big boost in CPU performance, but if they'd been able to afford Intel performance back in that back in the day, they would have already had this performance. Not all of it. PCI Express 4.0, which is part of how the PlayStation 5 is getting its rip-roaring fast SSD. Well, that wasn't there yet. But when it comes to just like running, you know, 
enemy AI or whatever. We, we were we were basically already there an awful long time ago. Yeah. So that yeah, so we, I, we do have we do have a counterpoint from Twitch chat here. Uh, someone sure. who doesn't agree. Cold, Cold Starcraft. Cold Starcraft has specifically Is that your said that it. It, like that, it does that cold get better SC? magically. Yeah. He is of the opinion that it does get better magically. So I don't know. I think we'd have to talk to the engineers over at AMD about that. Look, dude. I don't wanna I don't wanna argue with you. So what whatever magical technology tree they have so, that they pull there. So I won't. So you know what? That's right. Look, Richard, or should I say uh, you know, <laughs> why, why don't, uh, yeah, why don't you just, uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it? <laughs> maybe that's, the, maybe that's why Intel has lost their way. Their, their like font of magic has just been depleted. Yeah. They're not wearing enough dark eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what else we got here to talk about? Actually, I think that's most of the big stuff I really wanted to, I really wanted to hit today. Oh no. Breaking news. RTX 3090 pictured. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, um, this comes after leaks were allegedly shown last week. Here, let's throw up my display capture here. RTX, oh, that's in, wait, what? What the crap is, does this even mean? Intel CPU covering the GPU die to hide the information. Okay, so this is, yeah, allegedly an RTX uh, 3090. Oh, come on, is it really gonna, it's really gonna pop out like that? I mean, get, Tech power up. Gosh darn it, you guys. Uh, so anyway, that is wow. Look at those three connectors. And like we've seen three pads before, but not um, like three actual connectors on a reference board. On a ref, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Our, the RTX 3090 apparently has a notch right here in the middle of the PCI Express connector. So that's kind of you can you can that's like probably middle middle click those or or right click view image or something. To... Um, all right, so source one is right. video cards. That's okay, we're gonna fire up video cards. So apparently the RTX 3090 will be a three slot graphics card, which remember on WAN show when I got real confused about the reference cooler and I like couldn't figure out how it worked. That's yeah. part of it because <laughs> from what I could tell, it just, it didn't make any sense where it was gonna be getting air from. So this makes, well, more sense. So the fan that's on the other side of what we're looking at here, okay? So that's this one, and it's going to be blowing out the back panel and then kind of out, I guess, this way. Well, I don't know. I still, I'm still a little confused, actually, because this kind of looks like a divider that would actually block airflow. So, okay. And then this back part here, which presumably is connected with, like, heat pipes or something to the GPU area is blowing, here we go, right through the card because it's got this like trippy, weird shaped PCB here. Um, so there you go. Apparently that's a finished card. It's all black. It looks sexy as heck. I actually, I I, I like it. I like it. It looks really cool. It, um, looks, it definitely looks very new and different. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for for those videos when they come out, I yeah, because this is gonna be a really, really cool card, <clears throat> really cool card to see people dive through. Can I dampen your enthusiasm a little bit here? Do you mind? Is that okay? Sure. Because the okay. leaker already leaked pricing. Um, also, oh, also yeah. leaked pricing. Uh, yeah. So the the leaker <laughs> specifies pricing thusly. Writes Anthony, who put this in the doc for us. RTX thirty sixty, four hundred dollars. Uh, Remember when $400 was a top tier card? Or like $450, $500 was top tier? 
RTX yeah. 3070? $600. RTX uh. 3080? $800. And I would forgive you for thinking, well, RTX 3090, surely with all these $200 jumps in price, probably going to be a thousand dollars rtx 3090 $1,400 <laughs> oh. oh boy take take that this would... take that middle income earners especially if you want to play flight sim <laughs> that's uh, rough I, I think this this would be the time where i i try to evangelize some of the audience onto uh buying previous generation graphics cards yeah, buying secondhand last gen chips. That ain't a bad idea. It's great. Ain't, ain't a bad idea at all. Honestly. I mean, we we did the ruthless economy build earlier uh this week, I think that video went up. And the reality of it is you just you can't even get close. I think we put a 1070 in there, which conveniently will get you 30 FPS in Flight Simulator 2020 at 1080 high or ultra, excuse me. Uh we threw a 1070 in there because there just isn't a brand new card you can buy that even gets close to touching that. Great. Thank you, Mining Craze, for was the that... ample opportunities to buy old cards for cheap. Was that the video? I don't think so. No. That wasn't the video with the Sunless Con ad, right? No, but that was hilarious. And you know what? We've got 16,000 live viewers right now, and I need you guys to help me out because yes. I really feel like I really feel <laughs> like we let Sunless Con down, okay? Because it was not our top performing really? video of the week. And uh, I think I think he only gained like five or eight thousand subscribers. So I need each and every one of you to go. Yeah. I'm posting him in the chat. Just go click that subscribe button. We got to help push him over a million views. He actually bought a sponsor spot on our video to uh, win his competition against. I don't even remember who it is, but Musty. They, Musty. Yeah. Musty. So so I, I need you guys to help me out because. We need to we need to get Sunless Con there. So Sunless Con is right now twenty thousand behind Musty. Okay, if everyone watching oh, on YouTube, that. Twitch, and Floatplane clicks that button right now, okay, dude, we, if we you can all we click can Musty it, flick we can Musty flick his subscriber count to over a million. We Let's can do it. we can do it. And if you can get a friend to do it too, look, I'm not asking you to subscribe to me. You can unsubscribe to Linus Tech Tips at the same time. Whoa. Okay, you know you got you got a hard limit on on how many how many channels you can be subscribed to or whatever. You know, however you feel about that, I'm willing to take one for the team here. We got to make this happen. We got to make it happen. Okay, so Sunless Con is at 9:29 right now. I want to see that going up by the thousands right now while I'm refreshing this page, guys. And we're gonna do some super chats. We're gonna do some super chats while we wait, okay? Uh, some people, some people in Twitch chat were asking for a link, so I posted it there. Thank you. I'll post um, it on Floatplane. But if you're if you're looking for it through a search, it's sunless, as in without the uh, deadly laser in the sky, and then Khan, K H A N. I have been like watching these Khan. videos for an extremely long time. They're fantastic. I really like his more like uh, Rocket League, uh, almost like essay style content. Um, I really like it when he like okay, kind of up, baits. He's up to 9.30. He's up to 9.30 now. Okay, keep it. He has genuinely really cool content, even if you don't play Rocket League. I'll say that much. Okay. All right, so keep it up. Keep it up, guys. Um, let's go through a few Super Chats. Uh, Jack says, I'm hammered and I will watch the WAN show in full tomorrow. Um, thanks for all the content. Hey, tomorrow no longer hammered you. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to Summit's Con. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Musical Aviator says Flight Sim 2000 in VR would be good. Yeah, I'm sure it would be good, except that VR is a great way to tank your frame rate even more. So yeah, good as luck far with as I that. know, that feature is coming, though. Yeah. RD says that face when you've been watching LTT for half your life. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> the scary part is you could be as old as 24, and that could still be true. Horrible. Um, Zelanon says, going to keep giving you my Google money for skipping your ads until you read my message. Oh, well, now now you're going to stop. Oh, dang it. Why did I read that? Uh, Luke says, can you do a video on replacing CPU sockets? My many broken socket boards on eBay, and it's super easy. The machine to replace them only costs $500. Been doing it for a year, and it's fun. You know what? I love it. What a spectacular, what a spectacular idea. I'm going to message cool. the one and only A-Dog, the A-Bomb. Oh, dude, you can have the most dramatic intro for that, too, where you, like, sabotage a socket on a board. Right? And you just get that shock factor, and then you fix it. How much fun would that be? All right, let's do it. Uh, Unfunk says, you got some talented filmmakers on your staff. Would you ever let them make a passion project under the LMG banner? Uh, well, it wasn't under the LMG banner, but David definitely did a total passion project review of uh, The Last oh, yeah. of Us 2. Uh, his channel is Surprise Gaming. Surprise is spelled with a Z and it has an exclamation mark at the end. Surprise Gaming, if you want to check that out. Uh, yeah, we we do. It's It's a real sensitive topic, right? Because how do you support people's personal development while also making sure that you're not opening as a YouTuber, like a YouTube company? That's what we are while not also opening yourself up to just creating this revolving door of people who come in, use you to catapult their own careers, and then basically, you know, springboard off away from you with why I left SourceFed or why I left Linus Which Media Group or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of examples of that. <laughs> so we so we do require people to meet certain um to meet certain requirements, I'm reusing. Um, I'm, oh, sorry, everyone in YouTube chat apparently asking for more links to Sunless Con. There you go, guys. There you go. Hitting you up with that. Um, go ahead. Um, so we do require certain things, like that it be non-competing. So we actually, uh, except in certain cases, don't really allow tech videos because that's sort of directly competing with what we do. Um, we're real cagey about YouTube, although we allow pretty much anyone who comes to me ahead of time to like Twitch stream because it's just not something we're interested in as a business. I just need to make sure there's not an obvious conflict of interest. You know, the last thing I want is to be someone's personal free rental shop for gear uh, while they're just, you know, making their own channel and really promoting their own interests. You're either on the LMG team or you're not as far as I'm concerned. And when you're on the LMG team, you get all the benefits of being on the LMG team. And if you're not, then you don't. So um, I just ask that people not compete with what we're doing, or if they are, they give me first right of refusal. So Taryn, for example, gave me first right of refusal on his ultimate four-hour editing tutorial. And I said, thank you very much. Uh, I'm good on that one. I, I love it as a video concept. I think people are going to watch the crap out of it. And they did. Um, but I don't see how it fits on the LTT channel. So you go ahead and do that. Um, and in the case of David's video, he came to me, he said, like, look, this is like, it's tough because it's not tech, so it's definitely not related to LTT, but it is a review of what I effectively see as like a long form cinematic, but a game, not a movie. So it kind of conflicts with Carpool Critics in that sense. And so I said, thank you for bringing this to me. I really appreciate you seeing it that way because that is how I see it as the business owner here. Um, but no, I'm good on this one. Um, you go ahead. 
Um, and so, you know, it's all about communication and openness and, and understanding that we're all on the same team here. I don't want to stifle people's creativity and I don't want to stifle their careers either. I just can't put myself in a position where I'm being used either. Um, yeah. Zachary, could I possibly get a shout out for my birthday? I'm afraid that won't be possible, Zachary. Um, if I were to say, happy birthday, Zachary, then it would open the floodgates for all kinds of other people to want birthday shout outs. So I just, uh, I'm afraid yeah. I can't do that. Sorry. You're going to have to buy an ad spot like Sonos Khan. <laughs> <laughs> we did give him a discount at least, if that helps at all. We did make him pay though, because like there's an opportunity cost there. Yeah, Hold for on. sure. Let's check you're, in. You're losing money because you don't have a different ad. Let's check in. We're at 931. 931,000 subscribers. Thank you very much, guys. You're helping me out here. We're helping Sunless get more value. More value for his money. Um, what else we got here? Christopher asks, are you going to do a review of the Blackmagic Atom Mini Pro and utilizing that type of live streaming device? No, I can't say I plan to do that anytime soon. Uh, Voodoo Child, uh, shout out to my wife, Alana, who probably isn't paying attention until she hears her name. Yeah. Sup, Alana? um oh wow this is great david mcnelly says i accidentally went to ilttstore.com which is a store for toy trains okay i think we figured that out yeah before. i think i've seen that before yeah okay i can only do a couple more here i can only do a couple more here um oh isaac smith says is it possible to get the shirts in an inverted color scheme like white I love the shirts, want to support, not a big fan of black shirts for the summer. Totally get it. We want to do other colors. We've been working on an alternate supplier for shirts that would we'd be able to do any color we want. It has been extraordinarily difficult to find anything that meets our quality standards, which are extremely, basically, I'm a picky mother um, is what it comes down to. And I haven't found it yet. And black is the only thing we can get reliably from American Apparel, which is really frustrating. So... Um, yeah, we just we don't want to launch shirts and then just have them be out of stock for four months at a time. And we can only get black reliably. So that's where we're at. <sighs> Deep Fried Smurf says, uh, got a, re a replacement water bottle the other day. Thanks so much. Didn't expect it at all. Hey, no problem. No problem. Uh, uh, Christian says, I loved the Sunless Con ad segment you did. Which one? Which one? The one I did in the video or the one I did like five minutes ago? Now. <laughs> yeah. Robert, you missed everything. You missed everything. Um, okay, what else we got here? Okay, uh, just two more, two more. Ian Main says, I learned everything I know about computers and how to build my first computer from your videos. You changed me from an Xbox guy to a PC one. Thank you. You're very welcome. And Adrian says, can you make a video about the frequency of RAM? Uh, we have definitely done that. Um, try does RAM speed matter is a good keyword for that. And you'll find videos from us. Um, Gamers Nexus has definitely done videos about that say, as well. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. There was one really big donation. Someone donated um, $100 and they sent one message and then they donated 50 and they sent a different message. And then it looks like they actually retracted both of them. So I didn't get a chance to address either of them. That's too bad because at least one of them was kind of an interesting topic. Oh, well. And that's it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, this has been a fantastic show, actually. Isn't it nice when there's like a ton of really interesting news to talk about? It makes our lives a lot easier. And we will Absolutely. see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. LTTstore.com Goodbye!
Oh, wait, what? Leafy got banned? Really? Apparently it happened like half an hour ago. Wait, what is this? What the? Hold on a second. What now? What? What's going Pokemon, on? Dude. Yeah, he's gone. Leafy is banned. This looks like it happened in like the last hour. What? What is this really to do with the Pokemon drama? It's gotta be, dude. It's gotta be. Because he's dude. done like nothing content, in so long. Content nuke Pokemon video unavailable. This YouTube account has been terminated. Yeah, like he's not gone. suspended. <laughs> what? Wow. What's with these like feuds and stuff? Like how how do how do people get like drawn into this stuff? Apparently someone there here's a tweet from someone. I just went into the Pokemon Discord server and typed Leafy in the main chat and was instabanned. LMFAO. Uh I did a speed run of getting banned on the Pokemon Discord. Yeah, that's really, you know, kind of annoying. You probably shouldn't do that. Wow. Huh. All right. Huh. Check disc real quick. Oh my goodness. Freaking Keemstar has had Pokemane's mods on payroll for months. These are the banned words on her Discord. Okay. I'm not screen sharing that because I don't even know if it's true. And uh, additionally, like there's some oh, words in there that yeah. I don't need in my video. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what are you what are you what are you messaging me with now? What what is this? What is this stuff? This is, this is off topic, but I think would be a a fun ending. No way, Wifey Sauce has her own channel now. What is this? What is this? You've got to yeah, be dude. kidding me, Wifey I'm Sauce an, be streaming. I am an OG subscriber of the Wifey Sauce channel, and no I just way. happened to notice that Wifey Sauce was live. And I think you can't raid. I don't think you can raid on YouTube. Yeah, can you can you do that? I don't, I don't think you can do that. I don't think so. I don't think you can do like a, a Twitch style raid through the YouTube system. I don't think you can. So, verbal raid. Everyone, uh, check it out. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's end the show here. I'm gonna go ahead and drop the uh, drop a link to Wifey Sauce. Please, we gotta hit her with something kind of random though. So if you could just hold on, give me give me one sec, guys. Don't head over there just yet, please. Um. If you could just all act like you're really interested in where she got those oven mitts, that would be fantastic. I would like nice. there to be so many nice. compliments on her oven mitts. Don't tell her where you came from, please. Guys, guys, you got to be you got to be more subtle than this. Guys, they're they're already talking in the Okay, guys, come on. Do I have to explain humor to you? Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, this is not working. <laughs> you guys are killing me here. You guys are killing me. You're actually, my soul, my soul's dying. The entire chat is just full of LTT raid. You guys, I love yeah. you guys, but you, you you can't follow instructions. You can't follow instructions. All right. We, we tried. All right. We tried. We, we tried. We tried. Thanks for tuning into the show. See you. See y'all later. Keep going for the oven mitts thing. I don't, I don't think she's been reading the chat actively. Yeah.
All right. All right. Good stuff. Sorry, Henry Bennett. Uh, yes, we can do more videos in the server space and we don't actually disclose how much our sponsor spots cost like just publicly because it's always changing. So then, you know, you end up getting in trouble because people are like, oh, I thought it cost this much. It's like, yeah, well, our channel's twice the size as it used to be. What do you want from us? All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye.